You have just been invaded by... Hey there guys, this is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover in a future episode, then please do let us know in the dedicated rooms over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to the podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review. It really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Hey, 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 guys, we are back once again with Slopes Cast. It's been a long time for all the people that have only just joined in, all those podcast services around the world. Uh, you, would, you wouldn't have heard us chatting in the, as we like to call it, the DVD extras part of this, uh, which we do when we record this live uh, most Tuesday nights, almost every Tuesday night, I think, from here on out. Um, and uh, But yeah, yeah, we're, we're back. We're back. We've had a couple of months off. I've been away in the States uh for about one month for that and then crazily chasing up trying to get videos out the door uh outside of that and uh well we've already said like i say in the dvd extras but come on i can't take it away from grizzly grizzly's been a busy boy as well as has his missus his better half because they go on you do it you do it finish it off we now have our own spawn Uh, we have a child um named isabel a young young girl who is of course she's young um yes (laughs) (laughs) so we're really really proud of um i'm now a dad um there's not much else to say other than i'm just dead chuffed really am dead chuffed he's got isabel i've got a daughter called annabelle it's meant to be our own baby bells there you go Baby bells, bar 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 bar. No, 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 we're not doing that. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> we are here. We are back. We are doing Slopes Cast as per usual. If you are new to the podcast, uh, we talk about all of the latest gaming news with a bit of a retro ting to it. Uh, and as usual, as always is the way, uh, at the beginning of every podcast, we have the awesome Grizzly Cried and talk us through the six topics of conversation. Uh, take it away. Uh, we do. So. This week on the Slopescast, starting nice and fresh, we're going to be talking about the Dreamcast VM2, which we previously spoke about, uh, but now is actually available to go and uh, back on Indiegogo. Uh, Next up, we're going to be talking about video game Donkey uh, unveiling Big Mode, his own Mm -hmm. game publishing company. The Big Rockstar Hack, uh, which featured GTA 6 and various other source codes being leaked. Uh, then we're going to talk about the X68000 uh, mini console, uh, which the has been announced for Japan. Yeah. Is it a thousand? I don't know. Is it? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I've always called it the Sharp X68000. Or the Sharp X68K I saw yesterday. So, uh, yeah, the 68K, I like that one. <laughs> uh, then we're going to be doing a smaller topic, which is Windjammers coming to the Mega Drive. And last but not least, The Last of Us on HBO getting a trailer. Not bad, eh? Not bad. Quite a bit, quite a bit. And as always, uh, we've got our Sega topic of the week, Dreamcast, getting a, a brand new VMU, uh, calling it the VM2, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. But what makes this one so much better than the VMUs I've got in my 
in my controller. This one has a lithium cell battery and USB-C charging and a much better screen and also can be, you know, like play multiple ROMs and things like that. Uh, it's essentially like taking like analog pocket, taking the, the VMU and doing what they do, uh, just mm. making it better in almost every way um, as like a modern reimagining of the of the Dreamcast VMU, which let's just face it, was never the most reliable piece of hardware ever oh, no, I, I never had any issues with it even when it ran out of battery like you would still be able to have your saves on there though wouldn't you like it, it didn't remove the saves uh oh, by the way before we do carry on massive shout out to uh, uh forest of wires there for donating thank you so much mate throwing your hey. bits getting his bits out thank you so so much Ooh. uh sending his well wishes to you there uh, as well uh, thank you the, very the much new arrival um hey. but yeah as stated yeah the vmu um i i, I had a whole all four of them, because I was just obsessed with the idea of having four controllers with four VMUs uh, and my old DJ name, DJ Spike. Um, I didn't really realize the issue. <laughs> Spike is five letters and I had four controllers. So when you take the E off the end of Spike, you have a bit of an offensive turn. Um, and that was what was on my controllers until someone said, uh, Dan, do you not realize? Like, oh, no, I didn't realize. Um, but yeah, mm. uh, so I can't buy this because um, I spent so much money on VMUs back in the day and, and, and controllers and whatever else. Uh, sold my Mega Drive collection to get stuff like that as well, which is really painful, painful, painful memory. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, I never had issues with them. People always say they were really unreliable devices, but I, I genuinely didn't have any issues with my VMU. I think it's more so that they're, less, they're not so much unreliable as just the fact that the battery never works. And this was like even when the Dreamcast was new, those batteries would just die. And yeah, you'd just have long. to get you'd have to get used to hearing that beep every time you turn on the Dreamcast. And it just became oh, part wow, of the experience, yeah. didn't you? Take me just back, to, man. <laughs> just one of them things. I remember when I was uh, doing a video, I think it was on uh, potentially Space Channel 5 or Choo Choo Rocket. It was one of, one of the Dreamcast games. Um, I, I found a whole world of people that like developed for the, uh, for the VMU because they, it did have a couple of like sort of mini games. I remember there was ones with Skies of Arcadia. Obviously, Sonic Adventure had the, uh, uh, the, the little chow things. Um, but there wasn't that much. They didn't really heavily utilize it. Considering like the best games on the on the Dreamcast were first party games for the most part, not in all, not in every case, but you know, um, but for the most part, they were they were first party games. You'd think Sega would have taken a bit more, you know, a bit more of a leeway in, in doing some cool things with the VMU. Um, there weren't that many, there weren't that many, but there is now. There seems to be a whole world of people out there making like Michael Jackson dance animations on there and and loads of crazy stuff like that. <laughs> um, well, do, do we know how much this is going to cost when it hits? So that's probably the most con uh, decisive thing about this. Now, bear in mind that this is a single guy doing the, the creation. This was like a passion project that he got mm. enough uh, momentum on, I like to think, partially thanks to our podcast thing, you know. Um, and uh, it's going for £102 for one uh, VM2. Um, Not cheap. Not sure. But it's also not bad when you consider that this guy is probably making them all himself. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine. And it's all like done in Europe, so that's going to increase the cost somewhat. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going into this. He clearly has put a lot of work into making it work. Um, and he could have easily done it the easy way, uh, and that is getting it all manufactured and done in China. But chances are, 
um, that he wants to put his own like personal spin on it, get it done right, which could also, of course, bring in some complications of its own. But you gotta you gotta commend the chap for uh, wanting to do it his way and make sure it's done uh, in a way that's people are going to like. So, all well, I, I I hope him the best best give, wish him the best of luck. Yeah, well, I, I don't understand. One hundred and one pound for one. Yeah, two hundred and eighty uh, for two. That's, there's your discount. Uh, no, sorry, one hundred and ninety. Sorry for two. There's your discount. Or then two hundred and eighty for free. Why did he stop there? <laughs> Why didn't he do uh, for four three hundred and what would that be three hundred and seventy? Just because I mean, just because you know, like I say, you got four four ports. But then I suppose you know, with this being an SD card uh, uh, accessible, you know, accessible with an SD card, you would never need more than probably. Yeah. It's more just I mean, a, a novelty thing. Well, it's just for the four controller ports, really, isn't it? That's that's as yeah. far as they needed to go. Um, yeah, it's it's just one of those. Yeah, just one of those things. You don't really need more. I mean, technically, you can have eight because <laughs> it is they do double up, don't they, on the uh, controllers? You can put one in the front, one in the back, but then you'd be losing your rumble feature. Mm, dear idea, dear idea. But uh, yeah, thank you again, by the way, Forrester Wise, for getting that hype train running, mate. As, as other people are as well. We've got some subscribers joining as well. Thank you very much. This is uh, me talking about uh, everything that's happening over on Twitch. Like I say, if you're listening in live, please do join us when we record these live. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, it's an exciting time. Um, it's very expensive, but I suppose it technically does need to be. Um, I mean, hey, I've just went and looked on it on Indiegogo. £114,000 he's managed to make on this. Uh, well, it, let's put it into its correct currency. €128,125 um, of a €90,000 goal. Uh, so 759 people back in this. Now, the only worry I see of this, I, I've got all the trust in the world on this guy. There's no reason for me at this point without looking into this um for me to to, to to throw the scam word out there or for me me to be cautious about this but he has have 759 backers yeah uh, if he is a single guy on his own this has now moved into the realm of craziness it's going to be absolutely insanity the amount of people jumping on this um yeah yeah it's 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 considerably impressive i mean when uh, people need to take into consideration right when whenever these like retro game um Whenever these retro game things happen, they're not always the most, you know, popular. And also, although people clearly want it before. enough to make a hundred and fifteen thousand, um, hundred and fifteen thousand pounds out of it, they did do four as it, well. Sorry, I take it back from you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still quite a niche thing, and you're never going to make like mass mass market out of this. It's just the mm. way it is. Uh, so just seeing that, that is incredible. You got the whole USB thing on the bottom, yeah, like. It it's really nice. I it, yeah. I it is tempting. It is genuinely tempting. Uh, and and I, again, I, I keep jumping back over to Twitch. Thank you, everybody, for all your support. Like Sabor and Oddfarch just throwing out gift tears to everyone. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, this this is got high capacity internal battery, the SD storage, uh, plus obviously your 128k internal memory as well. Uh, the USB. I mean, it's a very, very nice project. I do worry how he's going to be able to do this easily. Uh, um, uh, now he's got 759. And with 11 days to go, it's very possible this is going to reach uh, over 1,000 people. Uh, and that's just 1,000 backers. The amount of people that have bought two uh, free. So, I mean, you, you, I mean, already he's got to make more. He's already got to make about 1,000 of these things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, I mean, hopefully... Um, 
it's a fairly easy thing if he can just get the boards made and he's just ripping apart. I mean, imagine he's ripping apart old VMUs to make this. <laughs> there, can he get hold of enough of them to be able to do this? I'd imagine he's just got like some flashing software and a lot of it's just going to be component parts. And some of that will be, you know, aftermarket parts for, for a VMU. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what is a VMU? It's just a piece of circuitry with some rubber membrane uh, buttons and a D-pad and a little bit of software uh, yeah, and the screen. The screen is mm. probably the most difficult thing. But, you know, if if it's existed in the market before those parts are available to buy and they he's just probably combined replacement parts for a vmu and put them into his own little thing so none of it will be original um but it will act as if it was as yeah. my thoughts yeah absolutely absolutely well there we go i think we've covered this enough um i don't want to be that person that like uh, uh promotes a indiegogo uh when yeah. we haven't really had any kind of indication on how well this will run uh you know this is the first campaign by this by this person or this company dreamware enterprise over in greece uh but at the same time uh i've i've, I've not looked into it so i don't want to uh, knock him down either uh, this is a very impressive thing um I, I i am genuinely tempted to drop some money on this myself um but for me it's always a safe bet because if it doesn't come through kick scamatan <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah it's good uh, and uh, again i quell there thank you very much for your support mate uh right okay so um that's the vm2 the next gen vmu for the dreamcast um looks very very flashy very very nice let's uh let's let's wish them all the best and we'll keep an eye on it as and when it comes about uh so yeah that's that one moving over to topic number two uh oh donkey you you you're a video game donkey uh watcher uh yeah very much so uh mm. Like, I don't know, this guy just cracks me up every yeah. single time. And uh, for those who are un- maybe unaware of what Video Game Donkey is or who what he's all about, uh, he basically just makes, like, variety content. He plays a good, like, load of games um, and more often than not being you know the the most modern releases whether it be indie or AAA, and mm-hmm. he'll either critique the game or he will just mess about with it and push it to its limits uh if you ever want to get a good idea of what he does uh check out his gta san andreas video uh it's a yeah really i've good seen that one I, I don't follow a lot of what he does but i have seen that one i've seen yeah, that. yeah. he's got um he's, he's got a, a certain brand of humor and i'm a big fan of it so that's just yeah, yeah that's there is it. He, it. he's a very um uh, distinctive style isn't it yeah totally so um donkey has always been kind of known for you know championing indie games uh in his content so he, he was one of the first to be dropping you know um dr- dropping like hints about things like owl boy you know those platformers that you see at packs but they never really get the attention they deserve um he puts those in his like best of uh best of the year videos and the kind mm-hmm. of you know upcoming games he's excited about um yeah he'll play zelda breath of the wild but at the same time he'll be playing games like nidahog um which is one of the uh, best just indie games. right yeah. there yeah yeah um so he's just got he's just got a good eye for it and i believe that's the and the reason why he's gone for this venture he believes uh that with his discerning eye he has the ability to put together a publishing outfit which essentially champions those indie games that he wants everyone to be able to enjoy um while of course having a bit of a, a bit of a st- skin in the game at the same time and uh yeah. now I can see why people might be a bit 
mm, irksome about that because the idea that he's a you know a youtuber of 12 years and now he's just deciding that oh yeah i, I play games that means i'm an expert on them um i can see why people <sighs> have fought that yeah but in personally, I think this is a good move. I, yeah. I feel like more people should be trying their hand at this. And, you know, if it get if he gets one good game out of this, it will justify the whole the whole situation. People are going to be watching like Hawks to see what, you know, totally, what it's going to yeah. be, what it's going to be. And, and yeah, like I say, I mean, I haven't heavily looked into this um, uh, criticism wise, uh, because I mean, when I see it, I see it as a good thing straight up. Yeah. Like, this genuinely sounds like a good thing. Someone that uh, champions indie games now uh, wanting to promote them. I mean, that's kind of what all producers are anyway, even the ones like, you know, uh, from, uh, you know, Sega and Nintendo and that. They, they, they've all started because they have a, a, a fun... Uh, uh, they, they like games. They like yeah. games. And, you know, that's where it comes from. So I've, I've, got, uh, I've got time for this guy, definitely. And, and, you know, I look at it, I always look at it the same as Matt McMuscle, as he put some money behind and, and, and ended up kind of becoming a producer of The Takeover. And I think that's a fantastic game. He done yeah. really well pushing that to the next level. Um, uh, and fair play to him for doing that thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to see what he does. Um, I haven't really got any criticisms at this point. He's got no reason to. Um, I think that people, people like to moan for the sake of moaning, in all honesty. Yeah, too right. Um... I mean, look, it's, the main thing is that people just feel like he should stay in his lane. He's he's like, just just play the games. Don't don't do this or you know like pretend that you're some sort of expert. Mm. Um, but time will tell. Give the guy a chance, right? You know, he's publishing is not a cheap game to play, and um, I'm very interested to see what the the business aspects are because clearly he, he must have thought about it. Like, yeah. how does he how does he get the games distributed? Um, you know, in the US, UK, is it purely digital publishing, uh, which would be admittedly a hell of a lot easier than going physical? Um, what what kind of what kind of like business model is he looking at? I mean, is that even my yeah. business? You know, I'm just curious to see what this you know this first time you know of this level a YouTuber doing this, what they are expecting out of it, what they're giving these indie publishers, and uh, what they what they're ultimately going to be giving and getting at the same time. Yeah, I just want to know. Yeah, so Bruno Fart put it right over in the chat. People are uh, people on internet are upset about something. I don't believe it. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand why people are upset. If I'm uh, not at this stage, at least. You know, if there's a reason to later on down the line, if he's uh, you know taking more than his fair share, if he's uh, just doing a bad job, whatever it may be. Yeah, bring the I criticism think, right I now. I don't see it. I think there is always that bit of a scare when it comes to YouTubers or, you know, YouTubers going into business. And this is something I'm sure you'll be well and truly aware of, Dan. Um, YouTubers trying to do something which will gain them some sort of revenue is often looked down upon by um by the by the fan base. It's just the way it goes. You get a sponsorship, suddenly you've sold out. You get mm. a um you, you get a uh, like, you know, Fair enough, right? CSGO Lotto and things like that, the gambling things. And this is the reason why they get, uh, you know, YouTuber business ventures get bad raps. You know, ultimately, you're going to be open to criticism. People are not going to like what, you, what you're doing um, mm -hmm. immediately without thinking. And uh, that's this is no different to what Donkey's experiencing here. Um, 
I think we just need to wait and see this one simmer. And uh, what what is surprising to me is that he's announced this venture without really having anything ready to go. Um, yeah, but so- the amount of oh, it, he is going to be swamped with game suggestions now, like more than he could probably <laughs> tackle himself. I'm sure he'll have a, a small team of like uh, fans or maybe people he's hired. I don't know, looking over what what's coming in because guaranteed he would have. I, I, I'd be surprised if it was less than a thousand. Oh yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. It would be insane, insane. I saw old rose-tinted uh, Spectrum uh, saying, uh, genuinely looking forward to see uh, what he does with the venture, to be honest. I've no reason to believe he's doing it for any other reason than he loves games. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. Good on you, donkey. Good on you. Let's see what you got. Mm, absolutely. Now, <laughs> we don't normally show the uh, mail online. <laughs> <laughs> on slopes cast but we do have a, an article here from the mail online from the times uh, uh I, I know i could have picked better i apologize no it's all good it's all I, I find it quite funny on a retro gaming podcast um but uh yeah i mean grand theft auto that's kind of a retro franchise by this point we all know that a gta 6 is being worked on but uh as masterful as uh rockstar are at creating these rather incredible games uh, they're also masterful at marketing them uh, and it, the, the amount of effort that goes into marketing a game. I remember the buzz around GTA 5 on the lead up to its release, uh, those little teasers and then moving into like uh, showing you what you can do in the world and then ending showing uh, and then we'll show you GTA online. But we'll save that for another time. And oh, my God, I need to see what this is. There was just so much excitement, but it was such a perfectly crafted piece of marketing. Um, and honestly, after that trailer came out, you saw other people, other companies replicating it. They're, they're, mm. they're masters, not just at making games, but actually promoting their own games. So yeah. it was majorly painful for them um, over this last month or so uh, when they got hacked. And uh, a decent amount of content went up. A yeah, decent you're talk- amount. talking about 90 videos worth, each detailing like a different piece of the game. Yeah. You've got like the, the systems for like glass shattering. You've got the NPC dialogue. You've got the characters that were, you know, going to be under lock and key up until a certain point. And what you're saying about Rockstar marketing is absolutely true. You got the, the they're one of the only companies. Um, they're the only one of the only companies in the in the market that doesn't need a uh, showcase like E3 or a Nintendo Direct or anything like that to be yeah. able to launch their game out and say, here's what we're doing, guys. You've got to wait another two years before you actually get to play it, but your hype is going to be through the roof. Yeah. So Yeah, they know the exact time when to do it, all that sort of stuff. So obviously it was a massive kick in the nuts when this uh, when it, it, it this hack came out oh, and all of this silly. content. Major, mate. It really, really did hurt them. Now it's easy to... Uh, for us to, you know, as big indie fans and and, and smaller game development fans to uh, be a little bit jokey when such a massive company have had a bit of a fall here. But you've got to understand this doesn't just hurt the big wigs up top. It definitely does hurt them, but it hurts the entire company. Uh, This was such a bad move. Uh, I I saw a couple of little bits here and there, but no way did I look at anywhere near 90 videos worth. (laughs) Um, Definitely not, no. That's all. Uh, plus, you know, it's exciting when you when you get to play these games. Um, majorly, majorly. Uh, they kept quiet about it at first. There was no denying that it was them. And then they put out that statement. Basically, they didn't say it was GTA 6, but the next, uh, an installment in the GTA series, I believe they said. 
Um, but anyway, anyway, this this is a little bit old news now. Yeah. In so article um, here. Yeah, go on, you go. Yeah, so the latest news is that they've caught someone uh, potentially involved with the whole hack. And mm-hmm. what was interesting about this hack is this wasn't like some like master, you know, computer hacker, you know, hacker man 3000 from Kung Fury <laughs> or anything like this. It, it, it was a 17 year old kid. And the way he got in is the most mundane ways you can imagine. He got in using the system called Slack, which is a productivity tool. Um, which kind of like uh, if anybody's familiar with it, Basecamp or even Discord, it's just essentially like another form of chat for multiple employees from various departments to talk to each other and share share details and share logins and everything like that. Mm. Um, all he's done is essentially approach the system saying, oh, uh, I am so-and-so and I've forgotten my password. Can you let me in? And then they did. So <laughs> this isn't like something, some like amazing, you know, technical genius. This is just a 17 year old kid who tried his luck and, and won. And then like, likewise, he did the same with Uber um, and managed to get all of their, their, their own source code as well. One of the biggest, you know, taxi firms in the UK, US. <laughs> and well, he's in, maybe. yeah. And he's, he's got access to all of their software, all of their systems and you know, if you were a another company trying to do the same as Uber, then that's the ultimate, you know, keys to the kingdom to be able to just set up your firm and this do might it the be, same way. This genuinely, it, it, it's big news because this genuinely might be the biggest hack of all time. I know you had hmm. like the Half Life Two thing happen back in the day. Um, I mean, oh yeah, that, that was the big one that I'm. I can really think of, can't really think of much more that was anywhere near that size. I know, um, obviously you have leaks on the lead up to like E3s and then you see that odd thing where someone's taken a picture on a train of someone that works at a company. I think that happened with like a Batman game. Um, uh, I think that was like the Gotham Knights one actually, or Arkham Knight, one of the two, but you know, it's never to this extent. It's like, this is one of the, no, it is got to be at the moment, the biggest franchise out there. It really has. And oh, by the way, yeah. Here's 90 videos of it. And they were just like so stripped down, all text on the screen showing like, you know, like how, how certain mechanics work and really that sort of thing really only be shared internally. Um, massive blow, massive, massive blow. So yeah, like you say, he's been, um, he has been uh, uh, arrested, uh, I believe, or at least been taken in. There yep. are other people possibly involved with this too. Um, time will tell on that a little bit more. Um, uh, and yeah, uh, the teenager is reportedly a member of the, uh, of the group Laspus, Laspus. Okay, never, never heard of him. Um, no. <laughs> and chances are, if uh, rocks, what well, by the time Rockstar are done with, uh, done with them, probably won't be hearing from them ever again. Because uh, mm-hmm. Take Two Interactive, um, they're not very, uh, they're not very friendly when it comes to leaks. Um, yeah, and they they will defend their IP as as much as possible. You got to imagine, right? So Take Two oh, Interactive. Sorry, the Nintendo Giga Leak. Yeah, you're right, Michael Towns. That was a big one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the um, the Take Two Interactive lost a lot of share price value because of this leak, and mm-hmm. you'd think that they'd gain it because you know essentially they've just confirmed that GTA Six is on the horizon. But there's also other aspects to this, and this is less reported. But having access to source code files means that they also have access to other files too, and I believe in them in those folders 
is the details of the the cases that they're currently fighting in the courts against the cheat makers of GTA Online cheats. Oh wow! Do you remember when? Do you remember when Take Two Interactive decided that they were going to sue cheat makers as a result of you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That that's sort of gone under the rug a little bit, hasn't it? Which I suppose is exactly what they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. The thing is about those files, internal like company files. They they probably have like expose something which will mean that the cheat makers could win their case <laughs> you know yeah. so they yeah it's a massive breach of like security yeah. i think it was more like he, he had that um he, he he threatened to have that sort of stuff but i don't believe it actually ever got out did it the like the source code well and stuff. i i i've only known as much as been reported so yeah it, it's I, I, all i'm saying is it's a distinct possibility and uh yeah that's something that needs to be taken into consideration it's not just the games here you're talking about personnel files you're talking about legal documents mm. you're talking about patents that haven't been filed yet you know just things like this you could you could cripple a company with this kind of information uh here we go ultimate joshy washington uh, brought us in a little bit here over in the chat uh on on youtube uh the laspus group uh, was responsible for the cd project red attack Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that was another big one. And, and someone also mentioned the 2011 PSN hack as well. I think they, they I mean, obviously these are all massive ones. Uh, now you mentioned them, I do remember them being pretty big. Uh, I think this has got to be up there though, uh, potentially the biggest um, just by, I mean, this wasn't even announced. We, I mean, everyone knew that they were working on it. I mean, they, they would be stupid not to. Like, <laughs> this game, GTA 5 came out on the 360, <laughs> you know, and it's still uh, up there. But um, yeah, insane, insane. Ooh, yeah, crazy stuff. Seventeen-year-old lad. Yeah, there apparently they've, they've hacked Microsoft, T-Mobile, and all sorts. But yeah, it's just—it's amazing. Like you don't need technical ability; you just need to know the right things to say at the right time. Yeah, that is it. That is it. Ooh, this is not. Uh, this is not advice. <laughs> this is not advice from uh, the hosts of Slopescast. Don't definitely. do this. It's a silly thing to do. Go fishing instead, which is definitely what you should have done instead. It, 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 oh, not, in, not in the email accounts. Not that kind of fishing. Not bad, that sort of fishing. Bad, 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 bad. Wrong yeah. fishing. Uh, yeah, yeah, for people that are listening in, there's a picture of the the, the young 17-year-old lad holding a, a fish, obviously taken from like his Facebook or something in that sense. Um, uh, but they've, they've censored his face because he's 17 years old. God damn. Wow. Damn, damn, damn. Right. Silly boy. Silly boy. Uh, silly group. Uh, better be careful. They'll end up hacking me next. Do you want to see what's on <laughs> my computer? Right. Let's move over to uh, another mini. Another mini is on the way. Yes. Uh, this was mm. a very left field, I've got to say. I, I've got to look into the fact of... It, I know the Sharp X68000 is a very desirable product. Majorly desirable product. Uh, and again, I, I've always just known it as um, Sharp X68000. So uh, we, we can say it in different terminologies. I'm happy with that. Um, such an incredible system to own. I know, I know a few people that actually have these. Uh, I believe Kim Justice has actually got a broken one she's trying to fix up, um, but just because they're just so hard to come by. Um, such awesome little systems. Um, and uh, yeah, you got the X68000 Mini coming uh, that was recently announced at the Tokyo Game Show. I don't believe we've got too much of a, a list of the games yet. No, but uh, to be honest, it's it's not really uh, not really about that as such. Um, it was like for the time, it was like a graphical powerhouse. This was what um, 
a lot of Capcom games were made on yeah. when when they were making arcade games. So you got to thank you got to thank uh, this this machine for things like Street Fighter Two, nineteen forty three. It's just oh yeah yeah just a pe- great piece of kit. Those early um, uh, Sega sixteen me- uh, 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 arcade games um, always got downgraded to a degree for the Mega Drive, of course. Uh, but then the ports on this were essentially they weren't, but they're almost perfect. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And then back in eight, 1987, by the way, this uh, computer in its you know, in its entirety would have cost three thousand dollars. Yeah, I, that's like eight thousand dollars in today's currency. Um, it's, so, uh, it's so desirable, so so desirable. Really lovely bit of kit. If, yeah, if you ever get the sure. chance to play on one, it's it's hundred percent worth it. Even even playing like more obvious games like your Tetris and Puyo Puyo S games, they just feel so nice and crisp on this if you've got a good monitor to go with it as well beautiful little system really nice so hey uh yeah you got a new mini coming out um i probably won't get it <laughs> but i mean you got this mega drive 2 mini uh honestly coming out which i'm a little bit more excited for because hey i'm a sega nut um but it, and, and by this point you can emulate these pretty damn well anyway these games i mean dare i say perfectly so, and that's what I yeah. would kind of want to do with this. I have no nostalgic uh, reason to own a system like this, rather than it just being really cool to put alongside my Super Nintendo Mini and the NES Mini and whatever else. Uh, I, think this, yeah. I think this is less for nostalgia and more for just pure gaming history factor. And yeah. if, they, if they placed a lot of games on here that you know were created using the system, I definitely mm-hmm. would be interested. Um, but ultimately, it comes down to how much they're going to sell it for. Mm. And if it's anywhere close to that 3,000, even a fraction of that won't be a, a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just looking up what the uh, best, best games are. Uh, X, uh, Sharp X, 68,000 uh, games. Let's have a look. Best games. Uh, I mean, yeah. Being able to play the best versions. Uh, uh, obviously, now you can get these games pretty perfectly, but like the old Final Fights, Ghouls and Ghosts, uh, I mean, I, I know you had some of the, uh, uh, the had its own Castlevania game, um, which I, I showed off in my, in my Castlevania video as well. It's a very desirable system. It's um, yeah. what holy grails, I suppose, if you're a retro gaming collection uh, yeah. collector in something like this. I mean, yeah. purely that's what this is going to be. This is pure like mm-hmm. you have to be dead into it to be able to want to go for one of these. It's we're getting to that point where it's no longer um mini consoles being just a gift purchasing item. It's purely for those uh people who want to experience a, a slice of the console or computer and mm-hmm. um you know have a version of it even if it is just more of like a facsimile or an effigy of that um experience but you got some classic castlevania on here and yeah, I know- Camujo, uh, dracula uh, what i will say is i mean everyone loves it because it's such a uh hard to obtain castlevania game but it's nowhere near the top of the castlevania list don't get me wrong it's good it is good but it's not like i i'd play the majority of ds 3ds obviously cast uh symphony of the night and and, and rondo of blood like well over before i'd ever play this one it's still good it's still good though it's it's kind of that from my from my memory of doing the the history, it was it was kind of the middle ground a little bit um, between the, the the old and the new uh, when they were been a bit more transitioning around the Castlevania free era. If I'm mis- if I'm not mistaken, um, but yeah, I mean it's good. 
Just don't think it's on the level of those Rondo of Blood titles because it's not. <laughs> it's it's one of those things where people will shout out that it's good because it's rare. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. And yeah, unfortunately, you, you that. Uh, that doesn't always work the way people think it will. Indeed. But I mean, yeah, like you, you would have your best versions there for the time of, of things like Super Street Fighter 2, Strider. Uh, I mean, like I've already said, Ghouls and Ghosts R type, beautiful final fight, Parodius uh gradius yeah it's, it's it's a lovely system to have and i'd be surprised if not possibly all of those games would be on there yeah i would expect that as a bare minimum it's one of those things isn't it as they get later and later with these uh these 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 mini consoles they end up putting less games on them like the the, the nes mini had more than the super nintendo mini uh, and it gets to the point where you're only going to have a few. Uh, and I, I really want there to be 20, 30 games on this. Uh, 30 games, really, minimum. I mean, minimum, people. Minimum. You look at the list of games for this. It's not an obscure system. There are a lot of games. <laughs> yeah. A lot. And uh, I, I noticed that the Capcom, Konami, those are common features on any mini console, whether mm. it be the PlayStation, uh, Super Nintendo, Nintendo, or or Mega Drive or Master System, you know, if we have one. Um, so it's, it's almost like another excuse for them to say, right, well, we've still got this portion of our history that we want to, you know, utilize. So what is left? Uh, let's go sharp. Uh, x86k yeah let's do that uh, <laughs> i could just see that being the the whole reason for this to happen um mm. and of course being a japanese only device just makes it easier for them because they don't need to localize it where do they go from here they've, they've got to move to the dreamcast era they've got to yeah we've got to have cannon spike and stuff like that so. I, I, I want to see a proper dreamcast era stuff because that's a, a fairly easy to emulate system now. It doesn't take a lot of power to emulate it. Uh, I mean, the size is really into the games themselves, but 20 odd games on a Dreamcast Mini, that would be beautiful. They've got so many great first party games. But if, I mean, there'll be titles that we've played already. You know, you, 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 you Choo Choo Rocket, your uh, Space Channel 5, Jet Set Radio, Crazy Taxi, all things that are very easily obtainable on, on places like Steam. Um, but Oh, mate, obviously Sonic Adventure. Uh, I'd love to be able to have an easy way without having to set up loads of random junk to play things like Power Stone 1 and 2. How has oh, yeah. that game not come out again? Just as a download well, for, the, for the Switch. You got the PSP version, but that doesn't really You count. do, yeah. Nobody has the PSP anymore. <laughs> and, and also, it's, it's all about multiplayer. And yeah, obviously, mm. in that case, it isn't the greatest system to put a multiplayer game on. Definitely not. Oh, yeah, yeah. But still, hey. New mini console, it's, it's insane. We've been saying this ever since the beginning of Slopes Cast. New mini console, new mini console. And yeah, now we've got the Sharp X68000 to add to that as well. Or the Sharp X68K, whatever you want to call it. Sharp X68000, uh, that system. Yeah, yeah it's a it thing. It is a thing. It's a thing that's happening. As is Windjammers coming to the Mega Drive, aka Sega Genesis, for all those out there. Uh, are you a Windjammers fan? I love Windjammers. It's one of it's the best, probably the best Neo Geo uh, style game out there. It's right up there, isn't it? It really oh, is totally, such, a, yeah. such a good game. I mean, it's just stylized Pong at the end of the day, but you know, it's just really well put together, super balanced, and yeah, it's definitely one to enjoy. Yeah, it's one of those games that you play. Really, really, this within about ten minutes, gone in one more, one more, and then it's like you're hooked. You are yeah. Windjammers hooked. 
Uh, shout out to .mu as well. who made the sequel to this. Done a good, really good job on that on that uh, Windjammers two sequel. I did. I was actually speaking to them at one point about doing a complete history. Uh, never went anywhere. I need to need to chase them up on that. Um, but yes, Windjammers for the Mega Drive. That's a thing that's happening. I don't think there's really much else to say about it. Um, yeah, but, uh, apart, apart from that, this is the same people who were doing the um, Sunset, Sunset, Sunset Riders, Riders mm-hmm. and the Strider remaster for the original hardware. And I yeah. think there's got there's something to be said about remastering a game for its original hardware to show like bigger sprite counts and what have you. Mm. Um, so it's it's almost like remaking the game. Um, well, yeah, it's like. You know how some PS4 games were later remastered with better graphics because they realised that there was more of the console that they could utilise. It's like that, um, and it's just redistributing the the assets elsewhere. And I, I I really like stuff like that. It's almost like you know the hindsight version of the game. Um, yeah. Whereas Windjammers is very much like a Neo Geo game downscaled for the Mega Drive and still looking good. And we've seen yep. stuff like this before. Uh, Paprium was based on that principle of being like a side-scrolling, you know, Fatal Fury or Final Fight, a Neo Geo style graphics on the Mega Drive, as was uh, Xeno Crisis, if I remember rightly. Um, uh, so- yes. Yeah, I think you're right with that, actually. Yeah, Xeno Crisis. And um, there's another one. I can never remember the name of it. But yeah, yeah, there, there, there's quite a yeah. few. Yeah, yeah so we, like, we've we've moved away from the era of just put any old rubbish on a console and wow, that's exciting because it's on a Mega Drive. So many people are doing it now. You actually have to make something genuinely quite exciting. Uh, and and with titles like Tum- uh, ta- uh, not Tumbleweed, uh, Tanglewood, Xenocrisis, uh, uh, this. Um, I'm going to get it down because I'm always forgetting the name of this one. I'm going to have a game fall on my head. Um, Demons of Asborg, another great, another great one as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. There we go. Indeed. Indeed. Very nice stuff. Very, very nice. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, th- there's nothing else to say. Windjammers is coming to the Mega Drive. I'm going to be all about checking that bad boy out, putting it on my Mega SD, playing it on my Mega SG. <laughs> very nice stuff. Very nice stuff. Yeah. And now to the final one. Are you a fan of The Last of Us? Right. So before the podcast became the podcast as we know it today, I remember us doing like some just like some general q a's and this is Mm -hmm. one of the things that got me enshrined in the slopes game game room world as it were uh one of the questions being um what is what do you consider one of the most overrated games ever created and uh oh yeah my pick was the last of us because as a gaming experience, I don't think it really holds up all that well. And I know that's a really controversial take, but what I feel Naughty Dog excel at is building a storyline, building a world, building great characters that a lot of people can get behind, whether they love them or hate them. Um, I feel like they they are the kings at doing that. But as game makers, I don't think they are that special. Um, last of us being chief among it you know i've played so much so many more better survival games um so many better stealth games and just generally better third person survival games and it's carried by the story those graphics and everything else so i'm actually somewhat excited because i don't need to play this um (laughs) and at the same time you know it looks very authentic to the gaming 
the 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 game itself you know mm -hmm. the look of the characters looks right um you know even joel and ellie who are very clearly different people to the joel and ellie in game i think bella ramsey and uh, pedro pascal both of which were in game of thrones um are great choices you know after seeing this in action um and the big thing for me is uh the the clicker design which is arguably the most iconic you know creature from last of us mm -hmm. i think they've done a great job of realizing that in live action um i've, I've jumped ahead a little bit there but if they if it if the, the series <clears throat> looks as good as this trailer does you know all the way through i think we could be in for something really good and possibly the best um video game to screen adaptation we've seen mm -hmm. so weirdly i haven't actually played through the last of us ever um which is a very strange thing because unlike grizzly i freaking love naughty dog mm. i love them in the days the jack days uh, not so much actually the jack sequels i think they were good just not as good as the, the original uh i adore uncharted i think uncharted is like uncharted 4 is genuinely up there with one of my all-time favorites i i i it's one of those games like Portal 2, uh, Sonic and Knuckles, potentially. Um, uh, you know, uh, good, good story-driven games where I, I wish I could go back and play them for the first time again because I was so blown away by Uncharted 4. And I know a lot of it is kind of played for you, you know, um, jumps in and you have to do the quick time action or whatever else, that stuff, but I freaking adored it. I thought it was yeah. so good. Like, the point I, I kept without i won't i won't it's, it's not exactly a new game anymore but uh the the when, when you're falling down the church of the bells uh and then you're being dragged along the floor uh off the back of the um car and jumping between all of the different vehicles uh, and then it ends with you having to like try and reach to to get yourself out of the car as it's burning and then you're getting chased by the truck i know it's complete jj abrams over the top transformer movie-esque stuff but like i i I, I, I'm such a sucker for it. I genuinely yeah. think they're so, so good. It's the sort of stuff I like to put on when people come around and like, my God, this looks good. Like, this looks so good. And and I think that's what, what people have the, the, the issues of it because it looks good, but does it actually play like yeah. the way you're watching it on the screen? Um, I, 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 I'm just okay with it. You know, I, I absolutely adore adore those games but strangely enough i never played through the last of us the the remake or that new one that's come out but i want to i want to they're yeah. on my list they're on they're on the, they're the very top of my i've got to play those games one day pal anyway regardless i know the story of the last of us uh i, I know the characters uh i know a lot of people look at them as like look at this as one of the greatest games ever made um and uh from the from the small amounts i have played and and from what i've seen on uh online i think yeah they're, they're nailing it with this trailer yeah and i i cannot wait to see that intro scene um which they're just showing on the camera there um which looks like it's you know from the first opening moments of the game i really want to see that recreated in live action if they can pull that off perfectly i'll be mm -hmm. sold on the entire series people um, are saying this like if it, I, I like fmv games and i i do understand this is a bit like a uh the natural progression of but yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry carry yeah. on yeah um my biggest complaints when it comes to naughty naughty dog games uh is the uh it's the lack of consideration for the minor details they're always very good at the visual detail but the gameplay detail they kind of suffer at so um one of the things that you don't really see if you've ever played if you've played uncharted remastered 
upwards, you'll never have noticed this. But when Uncharted first came out, it had a really bad issue with aiming from cover. And that is um, it would never point to where your camera was pointing. So mm-hmm. imagine you're playing a game like Gears of War. You go into cover and you're scoping around like who to shoot at next with the camera. But it will always aim at your previous aim points versus what you're actually looking at. So you could be going, right, I see a guy on the right. He's just appeared on my right uh, my right flank. I want to go uh, attack him. So you have to peek out of, ca- out of cover. You're aiming to the left, even though you've previously been looking right. And you'd have to drag all the way over, which isn't a problem on easier difficulties. But when you're playing on on harder difficulties or, you know, on normal mode, it becomes a problem. You you end up getting killed. And that's just those things that really bother me about the their design, because so much detail is put into that visual, that storyline and everything else. But it's the fundamental aspects of the game that just suffer as a result of that. And of course, mm. they do fix it in later iterations, but but. By that point, I'm frustrated. I, I do <laughs> know what you mean. No, I, I played it, yeah. through the Uncharted games as they were released, um, and then I played them again on on the, the, the remake. And I remember I went around someone's house, like an uncle or someone, uh, and, and and they had the Uncharted on the original PlayStation Three, like the original games. And I was like, wow, this does feel different. Yeah, damn, this feels different. I I, I do need to buy the the, the remakes. Uh, the the new remake of uh, not only The Last of Us but also they've done it with Uncharted, which I thought was a bit of a scam. And all honesty, like, come on, these games aren't that old. I we've we've said it a lot of times on the podcast. They shouldn't be doing um, uh, remakes of games that are essentially one generation old. Uh, and they've done that with Uncharted Four and the and the DLC. I thought that was yeah. A bit- bit scummy at the very least one two and three should have been on there as well and, and you know everyone forgets the um the uh uh the ps vita one and now that that was a game that was so handholdy it, it was it was great for the system it looked incredible it played very nicely for the vita but i remember one of the exciting things in uncharted was being able to find the right way to climb up a wall like oh now i can go that way or i can go that way and it was and it felt really good you go back now and you can see like where you need to hold quite easily. But back then it felt natural. It felt like, wow, it doesn't even look like that they've put that there on purpose. But, you know, it looked natural. Where on the Vita, you literally hold the screen and just go, <laughs> you run your finger along. And that, yeah. that's the path you'll follow as he runs up the walls. It takes a lot of that sort of stuff away. Still, It was an impressive uh, game for that system. Um, uh, I don't even know where I was going with this. Yeah, I, I need to, to, to play those remakes uh, and then moan about the fact that they make them because uh, that's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> that is the natural order of things um but yeah in terms of the series uh which which we've been showing a very slow mo trailer yeah i don't um, think, i'm hoping it will mean we won't get flags for it because we always tend to do when we show trailers yeah all i gotta say is it looks authentic in in ways that resident evil could only dream of it doesn't have four non-blondes in the soundtrack um so that's a plus <laughs> Uh, and it, it just it just looks like it should do, um, unlike the Uncharted movie trailer, which had Tom Holland looking nothing like Nathan Drake and Mark Wahlberg as Sully, who is, you know, anything but what Sully looks like. So, you know, yeah, it feels it, like it's part. It of was the world. so bizarre that that movie was so perfectly average. I wasn't yeah. bored, but I could have easily turned it off at any point. And had the same amount of satisfaction. Um, Uncharted, the Uncharted movie. It, it was so bizarre, the casting. And I know he, he was kind of like 
it was a little bit his brainchild in a sense. I know he had a lot more to do with it than just being cast. Um, so fair play to him for actually getting them to make an Uncharted movie. But uh, the, the, the problem is, as you stated, the best Uncharted movie is the game. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> why do I need to watch the movie when I can literally play the game and it feels like a movie in itself? Uh, I've just got a clip here, um, which is something that popped up a couple of weeks ago. Someone's uh, think they found an Easter egg in The Last of Us, this new version of The Last of Us, where they have found the American, the office uh, setup. So where he's right now, he's walking past um, Dwight's and Jim's desk. In front of him would be Michael Scott. There's the meeting room. Uh, this is where uh, Andy and 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 Phyllis uh, and and uh, Oscar uh, would sit. Like big, 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 big fan of the American Office right here. I think we're working our way through it. Maybe the fourth or fifth time. It's always just something we chuck on near the end of the night when we're dozing off. And I mean, this is this is cool stuff. Have we got have we got any fans in the in the uh, in, in the chat, yes, Michael Towns, Bears, Beats, Battlestar Galactica. It's, 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 I'm going to be that annoying person now that's going to do quips from a TV show that other people might not know. And I, I, I hate being around those people, and I've just become it. Um, I think we've reached the end of the uh, the podcast there, Grizzly. We have. Yeah. I think that was the first uh, bad uh, uh, comeback. Not bad at all. Um... Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> yes, uh, don't call it a comeback just yet, uh, because uh, next couple of weeks might be a ter- bit more turbulent. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to get this up and running again. Um, the last thing we wanted to do was just keep it, you know, dead. And yep. uh, you know, we, we we love doing these, and um, it's just it's just the unfortunate side effect of you know having a bit less time. Um, yeah. It just makes things a bit more difficult. And there's a couple of work things I need to do uh, over the next couple of weeks before we can come back in earnest. But the intention is to come back. So all I just want to do is say uh, a big thank you to everyone who was back on our first day back uh, for a good while. I mean, 28 people watching on Twitch. That's not bad. That's, that's bad like for our first regular, one back, for sure. That's like regu- regular numbers. You and know? you that's guys have really been... Happy insanely supportive we've uh oh mek raided I, I don't know why that notification never comes up thank you very much mek uh we got chevmatic uh, uh chucking down subscriptions uh gifting them out uh, as as have other people support and offer our quail thank you for your support tonight forest of wires great to have you here and thank you for your support as well there's been other people michael towns uh there, there, there's been too many to name you guys have been really really supportive of our first one back um as Grizzly stated, we're going to try and make this more uh, than just a two-person thing, really. We want this to be something that we can do on a regular basis. Uh, and with um, my workload of trying to get videos out all the time and, and Grizzly's far more important uh, daddy issues uh, that he has, um, yeah. uh, we may need to be bringing in someone else here and there uh, to try and keep it more as a, a, a constant flowing thing. Uh, but regardless, we're going to try and do this every week uh, because it's just something we enjoy doing. We like hanging out with you guys. We like talking about gaming news and it's it's honestly a good way of me making sure i keep up to date with it because i can just get so absorbed in the 80s and 90s and then i never i never move out of it you know <laughs> um that oh, tends right. to be uh how i roll so yeah yeah but, uh, yeah forest of wires love the channel keep up the good work psych for what's next on all platforms well thank you so much mate very much appreciate it. um uh yeah 
Awesome, awesome. Like I say, guys, we're going to be ending it here. Uh, had a really good one. Uh, we'll uh, definitely catch up on the next one. Uh, and for people that are watching in live, do make sure you come over into Discord. We are in a voice chat now. You can actually join in right now. We're going to play a, little, play a couple of games, maybe half an hour to an hour or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, we will uh, catch you all next time. So much love to you all. Thank you very much for hanging out. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Slopescast, the retro gaming news show with myself, DJ Slope, and my co-host, Grizzly Cryden, recorded live on Twitch every single Tuesday night. If you want to listen in live, then make your way over to twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time, 1pm Pacific Standard Time, and 4pm Eastern Standard Time. And as stated, if you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider supporting the show on Patreon or as a YouTube member. And finally, if you do have any news stories for us then please do feel free to drop them in the dedicated rooms over on discord at discord.gg forward slash slopes game room and until next time guys this is dj slope signing out and hopefully i'll see you all next time